0: This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Yeah.
1: We begin today by acknowledging the Gubby Gubby people as the traditional owners of the country we are recording in today. We recognize their continued connection to the land waters and acknowledge they never ceded sovereignty. We pay our respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to all First Nations people listening today. Welcome to another episode of boring is bad for business as a brand studio We've seen too many brands play it safe and it's causing them to get lost in a sea of sameness with this show We want to encourage business leaders to embrace what makes them different and translate that into bold brands and experiences that delight and spark emotional connections I'm suji and today I am without my co-host Joel. He is a little bit unwell Poor Joel. I know, poor Joel. But as you've heard, there's another voice in the room. So I want to welcome our very first guest to Boring is Bad for Business, Ty Chapman. So Ty is the founder or a co-founder of Monster Upsells, an app that increases average order value without decreasing the value of brand or product. He's also an e-commerce digital marketer, which is something I probably should have started with. And so today's episode, if you are an e-commerce brand or an e-commerce store, you absolutely want to tune in. Having known Ty personally, here's a wealth of information um, about scaling your e-commerce brand and brings a really fresh and interesting and current perspective to, to this chat.
0: Wow. Thank you. That oh. was an awesome intro. <laughs> Let's leave keep, it there.
1: Keep it on file for <laughs> that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having us uh, joining us today, Ty. So just to kick things off, I know about your personal story. We've worked alongside each other in a co-working space, which was above a, ca- a cafe that you once owned. And today, as I mentioned, you are the co-founder of a Shopify app. Can you tell our listeners um, a little bit about your story and what you're doing in the e-commerce space today?
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a long journey from cafe owner through to now owning Shopify apps. Yes. Very interesting. We went to, uh, all right, the story went, I was sitting in a cafe, my cafe, uh, someone was doing e-commerce stuff in the background and I was like, man, that looks awesome. I got really intrigued by what they're doing. I'm like, man, can you teach me how to do this? Sell stuff online, um, which was dropshipping at that time. And he was just making really good money. And, but he just kept bugging me, like sitting at the back of my cafe every single day. And it just got got my attention. I'm like, okay, hang on. I'm going to quit my, my business, my job, hired someone Uh, and then I was like, mate, can you train me, uh, for a month to do what you do? Uh, and from then on, I just jumped into the world of dropshipping, did really well that, like it was weird, like how well and how quick that blew up. I made some great money, but funny thing is, is like, I, I just knew there was something extra that needed to happen. Like it didn't feel right to me, um, that it wasn't really in tune with who I am and what I want to do with my life is just sell random stuff online. Um, which is no offense. Dropshipping is awesome for a lot of people out there and it does well you can do really well and build businesses off it but I just had a passion uh, for branding and getting into the world of business and brands and building real uh yeah real things that um, give back and add value to the world um so I went from drop shipping into uh basically building a mini agency um that helps scale brands uh, online through uh, Facebook ads and digital marketing and everything like that um then got a job, uh, sorry, uh, one of my clients, um, I decided to just double down on helping out one client. Uh, and we blew them up from five figures when they first started with us, a year to eight figures. Uh, just huge explosion um, of growth there. Uh, and there's a whole heap of stuff I learned along the way in digital marketing. Um, that I got a really broad, broad set of skills from that whole process. And one thing I figured out um, that I was trying to solve constantly was... Um, how do I increase average order value uh, for this brand? I was doing eight figures a year um, without devaluing brand and, and products, which I know that you guys are really about. It's all about branding yes, and everything like that. No, we've talked about like being product-focused f- yep. over brand-focused. Um, you could probably elaborate on that. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I soon realized um, yeah, that uh, there was a need for a, an app um, or some kind of plug-in that could help solve this problem for brands all around the world.
1: Awesome. I mean, that's a huge journey. I know that that is like you literally kept that to touch. Yeah, your there's light so touches. much to that. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, what sort of time frame? Just to put some context in that, like how many over how wow. many years was that journey?
0: Uh, probably five years. Five
1: years. Yeah, yeah. which is incredible. And to mm. scale um, that client, I know that client well that you worked with um, to do those that the results. I'm sure that there would have been a lot of trial and error through that process.
0: Yeah, definitely. It was. Uh, there's the way I learn. Funny enough, I think it helps. In the digital marketing space, I work, I learn by failing, and failing as fast as I can, uh, and just trying new ideas constantly, um, and that's that's kind of how you grow in this space of digital marketing. where there's no courses, there's no there's a lot of courses, but there's a whole lot of. Do you jumble. think that
1: they're outdated by the time they get published? 100 yeah, percent. Yeah,
0: university can't keep up with any of this stuff, um, or like any like normal education will never be able to keep up with this kind of thing because it just changes daily, and and the 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 thing that gives you an edge is normally the thing that can't be just taught in a course. It's because you've just figured it out or you've learned from someone, you've networked or something like that. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, I love that. And I love the idea of failing and failing fast because that's actually, you know, everybody talks about they want to be an innovative brand or a brand that is innovative. But when we dig deeper with founders, like, do you let people fail? Do yeah. you have like, do you have room for failing? Because 100%. that's how you are innovative.
0: Yeah. I, I kind of struck gold with, um, so when I was building that mini agency, I, I kind of landed on a brand who just, uh, their team just really, I just synced really well with their team. But one thing I figured out is that they, they were willing to fail. Mm. they were they were it's like they weren't failing but they were willing to just try things uh, and try new stuff and and that's what ma- like hooked me in I'm like man this is awesome so they would have never been able to hire someone like myself with this kind of broad skill set and everything like that but it's because they were so progressive and willing to just uh, move forward that they ended up with someone like myself that they would never be able to hire but they could actually uh research and bring skill sets like direct response marketing and copywriting with uh and all of that stuff yeah anyway yeah, yeah no so. I love
1: that and so what would you say just taking a bit of a tangent from our mm. plan questions yeah to the store owner um who is a little bit scared of failing like what what do you think or like that they're they're worried about taking a risk
0: um, look, I, I always kind of, this is kind of a weird way to put it, but I'm, I fear like complete failure of my business more than just failing. Mm-hmm. So be, be more scared of your business failing. Cause at, yeah. the, at the end of the day, your business is probably not going to exist in, let's just say five, five years. Most businesses don't exist. 10 years, it rarely exists. And the only, like your business is never going to be around forever. Okay. So eventually it will come to a halt. Unless you're like Coca-Cola, you know? Like if yeah. you really think about it, there's massive brands out there that have existed and they keep existing um, to this day. But it's, it's really rare that you'll be one of them. I'm not saying you shouldn't go for it. <laughs> I
1: agree, it's rare uh, yeah. Or like
0: Nike is massive. Yeah. Like Go for Nike, be that. But at the end of the day, I, I, I fear like almost uh, be more scared of um, the bigger, bigger failure of things just not end up working out than uh, just fearing to fail in the small things, just trying new stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: and I think sometimes maybe an example of fail your business failing could be somebody else doing it before you do. You're taking yeah. the risk or somebody else doing it a little you, bit better than you do.
0: You can't afford um, not to be taking chances right now, Yeah, um, especially in digital marketing in the social media world uh, and branding. Um, you, you do have to take risks to stay relevant because some it's so it, the the thing is about e-commerce I'm talking about e-commerce specifically is it the, the barrier to entry is actually really low it's mm-hmm. so easy to start a brand or like to build a website it's it's extremely easy um i can i can just start selling cups right now that i bought from down the street and i've got a brand or a business or whatever uh it's super low but to differentiate yourself um the, I, I truly believe one of the only ways to differentiate is to actually just stay ahead of the curve and just keep trying um, never giving up and being okay with failure um, and that's it yeah. yeah
1: and maybe that brand which brings us back to that difference, yeah. difference between product based um, product and price based versus a brand led approach yeah yeah so in my words I would say that being brand led if you had the, the example of cups let me yeah. think of my feet here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're a store with cups being a brandlet, if someone came to me and said, I've got these cups, I've got these glasses, I'd say, okay, well, we want to wrap a story around that. Yep. Tell me about these cups. At, like, at What time does somebody pull out these cups? It Does it make them feel really proud or do they feel yep. really sophisticated by drinking out of them? And if it is that sophistication path, then we're going to go, okay, well, what does that lifestyle look like? Are they a millennial? Are they someone who's just moved out of home? Are they an older person? Mm. What does this cup represent to them? And we're no longer talking about the material that the, the glasses is made out as the leading thing or the price that it's built on.
0: 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I I, um, I, interviewed someone just recently on my YouTube podcast thing. Uh, I can talk about it later. But yeah, one thing we just that just kept coming up, we were talking about is that story is, is what actually sells at the end of the day. So if you are selling a product, um, what you want to do is attach story to it. It's so much easier to sell a product when there is a story aligned with it or a cause. Okay. Yeah. So we'll hang on. A cause is a story. It's just easier to attach a cause. Like, we're going to help these people with this product that does X, Y, Z. Or that's whatever that's
1: tapping into culture as well. We're becoming a lot more empathetic. We're becoming yeah. more understanding and wanting to, um, I guess, be conscious of the way we spend our money as consumers as a big generalisation. 100%. Yeah. 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 Mm. And so, did it take you long to come around? Because you said originally you started in drop sh- dropshipping and then that's moved to a brand-led approach. Did it take you long to change from that dropshipping mindset to let like more being more brand fo- and story focused
0: yeah this is this is one of these like trial and error things again it was funny um and also fear like it, it a lot it's weird like fears for me like I actually a lot of the time drive what I do, but I'm not scared to fail. I just like I have a fear of something, so I'm going to try and solve it um, so when I was doing direct response marketing uh, for that that brand that we'd scaled to big numbers right we got we got to a pretty high number i I, I probably don't want to talk about too many figures or that brand because uh, I'm not really allowed to <laughs> um, but Basically, we got to a cap where we're like, okay, well, what do we do now? And that, and the company was relying on me for this top of funnel traffic thing. Um, they're like, oh, we're making this much money and it's going well Ty, How do you get to the next level? Like, we need to push. Oh, we're not hitting targets, Ty. What are you doing wrong? And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, man, like, you're just throwing stuff at me. I'm just creating ads like Mm -hmm. i'm just trying to make stories around the products that you've got um so so that was happening to me and and it kind of hit me where i was like hey i've got to do something different um there's these guys have almost exhausted my talent of like i can sell something like to someone and i was like hang on what do we do next and um and i don't know where it came from i'm not sure like i I research a lot i'm playing a lot of facebook groups and things but I, i just came up uh this idea came to me like let's build community uh, around your products and if we can build community it's it's going to have a lot of stickability and lifetime value is going to go through the roof uh, that was my goal is to build uh, an e-commerce store's lifetime value right which is we can touch on that later that is the most important number um if you're looking at metrics i believe lifetime value yeah
1: let's definitely get to that yeah yeah
0: yeah so uh, so i'm like okay let's get let's focus on the lifetime value cuz i can spend so much on the front end to like uh, clickbait someone to a product or to an ad but how do we tell the story in a way that keeps people engaged and involved for the lifetime and 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 funny as, as soon as we started doing that and thinking differently how do we have a customer not just come back for sale one two and maybe three but how do we get someone to come back for sale 10 and like in five years time they're still buying from us and the answer is pretty much it, it's it's community Um, to me
1: and connection and connection yeah Yeah. community
0: connection um to the product and the brand like you feel like you're a part of something Uh, i'm sure there's other ways to do it um but this is just where i fell in and so it kind of came out of this fear i was like i don't want to let these guys down I need to bring in something new and that's what kind of popped out the other end. I'm like, okay, now this is working. We got this, we got this brand now to, we got them to eight figures, which was insane, but it was because of all the work we did the few years before that, which was all about branding, uh, and, um, like positioning and, uh, and building that community. Um, yeah.
1: I love that. And This is relating to a conversation I had with somebody else. It's like, why do you love working for yourself or being an entrepreneur? And my answer was that it it is actually a very creative endeavor. And it's always, um, you know, you're presented with a problem like you were. Like, hey, I'm exhausted out of all the strategies and tactics Mm. I have at this product and price level. How can I go about thinking about this problem differently? And that's kind of put you on that path. And I think it's good business. It's like, well... I could spend X getting this a number of customers, mm. or I could spend the same amount, and that same amount could get me a customer for a lifetime. It's 100%. good business. I
0: was I was actually trying to de-risk myself. I'm like, these mm. guys might get rid of me eventually if I can't do better. <laughs> That's literally better. it. I was like, these guys might get rid of me, and then like the pay was good and everything was great. I loved them, so yeah, I was just trying to de-risk. Um, my ad skills were only so good, and I was like, oh, comparison. And I was like, maybe I could just throw in let's let's go community branding and everything like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, love that. Mm. Let's take another turn. What's, um, what's been notable in 2022 for e-commerce and digital marketing?
0: Yeah, so <laughs> a few things. Um, look, I, I get to chat to a lot of store owners um, and see heaps of stuff in the space, um, owning a Shopify app I also have a community as well funnily enough that I'm trying to build uh, where I I just throw as much information and everything that I've learned possible into that Facebook community as I can and I create YouTube content and everything like that Um, and I get a lot of feedback from people saying oh like um, is everyone else uh, struggling this month or uh, how's everyone doing here and I get to throw up polls and things like that and see what people are saying and one thing that comes up is there's brands right now or niches right now that are really crushing it like they're doing so well, and no one really wants to hear about them because they want to make what them feel. What are some of yeah.
1: those brands? I do. <laughs> uh, or niches?
0: <laughs> niches? Uh, oh, good question. It's well, I'll get to that part in a sec. Um, so there's niches that are doing really well, and there's brands that are doing re- really well. The niche thing is like, um, it's like maybe it's like a health and wealth, wellness mm. niche. Like that niche is going really well. Okay, um, depending on the products, you might still be getting crushed. Like uh, mm. I don't know, you might have lots of competition and everything. But the health and wellness niche in general I think after COVID and everything like that has done really well um, but the, the funny thing is uh, most of the brands even ones that you don't, don't suspect doing well are the ones that invested years ago or like last year when things were getting tough they're investing hardcore into community and list building um so
1: and is that an email list yeah yeah database?
0: yeah email, yeah so building their databases building facebook groups and email things that they kind of somewhat own um mm-hmm. email and sms and stuff um so that's kind of uh been a big a pattern i guess in the industry is the brands that are killing it are the ones that focus on that lifetime value email database and they're and they're, they're going for the long-term play they're doing well um a lot of the guys who are struggling are the ones that are um mainly playing in that space I talked about before. So direct response marketing, final money into the ad machine, money out of the ad machine. Yeah, those a lot of them are struggling um, purely because Facebook, uh, it's getting more expensive. Um, mm-hmm. Because a lot of other things, like technical stuff that has happened, I don't know if you want to talk about that.
1: Yeah, we can touch on it. I hope that people who listen yeah. to this are, they're probably using Facebook ads. So I think Yeah,
0: yeah, cool. yeah. So um, basically Facebook ads uh, it kind of got crushed. Hang on, I don't really know the dates. I'm not a, I am a Facebook ad nerd. Well, I have been in the past, but I can't give you all the dates. you've got two young kids as well. And I know <laughs> yeah. firsthand
1: when you have young children, time and years, they just get all blended into one.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so uh, basically there was an update in like, Summary, there was an update uh, that had to happen um, that Apple devices uh, – sorry – yeah, Apple forced Facebook and all the other um, platforms uh, not to be able to track across their platforms, okay? Um, so there's not much cross-tracking anymore, which was like the epic thing was about, about Facebook. 12
1: months ago, wasn't it? From uh, like yeah, was it? 12
0: months, maybe even longer ago, yeah. I think. Um, but it, well, the, the effects didn't come in till like mm-hmm. the last 6 to 12 months. The crunch is, people are feeling yeah. it now. But yeah, so because those algorithms changed, uh, like ads, uh, it, it's getting more expensive to reach your target customer uh, and more expensive to drive traffic. Um, so yeah. And and that has a huge flow on effect to brands to this yep. day.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. I, I think that it's, it's even been a shift, especially like the way the Instagram algorithm is showing and sharing and you can get reach yeah. on there. And I know in where we're not always day to day in e-commerce we're more like professional services, yep. um, brands and helping people, people are really struggling to reach their audience and offline tactics and even community and all the basics of marketing are actually starting to have a real resurgence and people are saying hey we probably relied too heavily on these quick wins yeah and perhaps that's what you're saying the people who were relying on the quick wins where you're kind of at the mercy of whoever's algorithm it is or whoever's tech it is that tap can be turned off at any time whereas if you have a warm audience in the form of a community or the form of a list yeah you always have that community to turn back to and and keep keep building that relationship with
0: yeah 100 percent. it's it's the people you just got to adapt mm-hmm. this is and, and it's funny right now like I, i'm convinced that next year or the year after we're gonna say the same thing like oh it was so good in 2022 remember yeah. we, we could just do this i don't know what that is like remember when on tiktok we could post something and reach 1.5 million people you know like that won't exist in a few years time um, it's
1: the trend things there's just there's, keep moving. A, there's a graph yeah. there's a scientific thing about yeah. this adoption
0: i can tell you a bit later like all of the the underpriced attention—that I think—I think that'd be a cool thing to talk about.
1: What um, is that? Tell underpriced
0: attention—it's uh, kind of like direct response marketing world. It's like terms you want to say where you're like, okay, I can I can put effort into this. It doesn't have to be paid effort, but I can put effort into this and get a big return out of it. Um, there's a few things uh, that I reckon you can be doing. So yeah, TikTok organic is incredible. Same things with reels, um, reels on Instagram. You want to be, uh, I- if possible, you want to be uh making content specific for each one uh also youtube shorts is doing really well as well so that's all the organic kind of things uh and yeah so that's all the organic stuff i'd be going after right now i can do paid yeah and i think
1: just to reiterate on that like that's right now it might change in a little bit and my tips for that to add on to that your content should be have if you can have an idea in there it's going to cut through and it's it's hard um that video to keep up producing the video content. But what stands out, even though those um, algorithms are favoring that short video, short and sharp video content is ideal led content or story led content. Yep. And it gets an emotional, if you can get an emotional response out of your, your viewers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent agree.
1: Awesome. So what do you think store owners should be thinking about coming into the last quarter of the year and preparing for the end of the year and then even looking forward into the next year?
0: Yeah. Okay. Store owners, uh oh, i got a lot to say on this but i'll just kind of keep shot because <laughs> uh, i've worked with big brands i i know what they're doing and like what they're doing right now is they're they've got a marketing calendar if you don't have a marketing calendar get one um if you Tip have one. e-commerce yeah just get a marketing calendar i actually have a free one that i've given away to heaps of people um, we'll link to
1: your community link to it yeah link to my show. community
0: um and that marketing calendar is gold people don't realize how much gold it is but it should be the the life by the blood of your business, like the central thing. Um, so you want to get a marketing calendar, but in that marketing calendar, I, I actually believe, and there's a lot of people who are against this, uh, I kind of butt heads with a lot of people, that running offers are okay. Uh, running an offer every month on your brand or store is completely okay. Um, so this is going to be underlying everything Mm -hmm. else is saying quarter four. So it's, it's okay to run an offer every single month on your store. It's not okay to completely destroy your brand and say 50% off every single month um, on your store. Um, But what it is, is what I encourage people to do is be creative with your offer. What you want to be doing is creating stories for you to keep connecting and building a store uh, and and talking about um, your product. um, Like what's new, uh, try, try and create um, offers that, Uh, have stories attached to them. Could you give us
1: a made-up offer for our cup scenario? Yeah, well,
0: like, you could do something like, uh, for this month only, we're giving um, 10% of all revenue to XYZ community. Or like, um, like cause or something like that. That's one offer. It's probably not that strong because um, you're not giving it. It's not a something that you feel as a buyer. Um, we that's you still to an do it offer. on the spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then, but
0: there's <laughs> other offers like uh, we're getting. We're giving everyone a free something that complements that. So like, like a part- free
1: partnership as well with another brand. Yeah,
0: partnering with yeah. another brand this month, and we're giving a free product from that brand over. Mm-hmm. So it, it's about. A lot of people don't like running discounts on their e-commerce store, and I'm like, I'm not really opposed to discounts, but I am opposed to boring. Stuff. So that's we talk Mm -hmm. about boring is bad. I talk about boring. uh, Boring offers are bad.
1: Mm -hmm. So if you
0: if your offer is simply thirty percent off again, yeah. it'll only work once. Mm-hmm. It won't work when someone's trying to buy for the fifth, sixth, seventh time. They're just like, it, it doesn't really work anymore. You need to stay different and relevant with your office. So things like, uh, I, I love giving away free products. Uh, reason being is you can normally get something that has high value um, that doesn't cost much. Mm-hmm. You can get given it from another brand, normally for free, because they want to do cross-promotion. So it's really easy to get that happening. Uh, And you can also get into their list if you do it well. You can get into their list and bring their customers over. Um, But yeah, if you can give away a free product that has a high perceived value, but it doesn't cost you anything, um, what happens is, and then say, we give this away free, but only people who spend over X amount on my store, that is not an offer that's really devaluing your brand. You know what I mean? Oh, Does that make sense? Absolutely.
1: And if it adds, if it's a product that your customer, if you can really get yeah. into their lifestyle and their psyche and yep. you know that your cup buyer also loves to drink Mr. Consistent yep. drinks and you can partner up with them, it's, yeah. as a customer, I'd look at that and go, hell yeah, I was going to buy that. Mm. I was going to buy that mixer anyway. I'll get my glasses at the same time or whichever way the the offer goes.
0: Totally. And it expands your branding as well. Because if you, like say you're in health and wellness, like everyone could be like, oh, you just sell candles. It's like, well, we're candles, but we're bigger than that. Because we we also, we sell candles, but we believe this. And so do these guys. This is how we're going to prove it to you. We're going to partner with these guys who believe the same things as us. And you leverage their audience and leverage their,
1: and it might Five, be about human years. design, for example. So, a yeah. business that's completely different. It's not a product business, but it's complementary to what that customer's lifestyle exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. I love that about there are you dis- discounts that are boring or... Pro- Offers that are boring, yeah. you're against that. It,
0: this is another thing as well, a huge tip for a lot of people. So brands that are doing well, it, who do well long-term in e-commerce, they crush with their lists, their email lists. I'm telling you now, not many people realize this, but most brands that you buy from, uh, minimum like 30% of their revenue come from their email list, minimum. And that, and the funny thing is they rely on that. And that's, that's not just like a... a like, that is planned. That is their business plan. They will lose money on sale one, two, three, because they know they can make up for it because of the list that they're building uh, to be able to sell to someone for life. And and what you can do, if you're, um, if you're really clever, is you can actually send a ton of emails to people without spamming them. Um, so, people are always scared. They always ask me, how many emails should I send someone a week or whatever? I'm like, well, the answer is you can send as many as you want. Just don't be boring and add value.
1: And. Um, not a lot of brands do it well, yeah, though, because a exactly. lot of people, it is a lot of, I've got one inbox that's just for, for spam, pretty yep. much, sign-ups. A majority of them don't do it well. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of your tips then for email marketing offers and email marketing that is valuable to the customer?
0: Yeah. So, one of them is don't be scared, okay? So, um, don't be scared if someone leaves you or gets put in. Like, if you're telling your story and you're doing it well, okay, so... If you're doing a good job and you're telling a story and you're delivering value and everything like that in all of your emails, right? And people are unsubscribing, you don't want them to be a part of your community. That's that's one of the things that people don't really want to hear a lot of the time. Like, oh, my email list is the open rate's not as high. It's like, well, because you actually don't want some people. They're in not your, your people. <laughs> yeah, they're not your people. Now, on the other hand, you could just be doing really bad email, like yeah. sending out <laughs> bad, stupid stuff. All right. Um, now. What I what I recommend whenever you're doing email, right, is set up all the basic flow stuff, um, which is just like if you've got any system that you're plugging into, Klaviyo is the most important. There's a heap of other. Don't use MailChimp. Um, just putting it out there, they're not built for e-commerce <laughs> Uh the Clavier, there's a few others out there that are really good with e-commerce and they've got these flows built in so browser abandonment, a card abandonment, welcome series, win back and that's all there um, the, eight, the eight, eight figure brand I was working with, we used a massive machine learning um, company that did all that email stuff which is awesome so basically just set up all your flows but then after that uh, you want to set up a welcome series or like just a series that basically intros your entire brand and delivers as much value as you can to someone who hasn't even purchased from you you just want to make them feel almost horrible that they haven't purchased from you Mm -hmm. because of how much value you've given like you've taught them this you've you've helped them with their family or you or you've like think of all these little problems that you can solve that are around your product but maybe not your exact product um, or even just problems that your product solves but yeah making sure that you are consistently delivering like proper value and telling stories um, throughout your emails another cool tip for this as well if you're doing a lot of blogging pa- repackage it into email um yeah it's really easy to do that repackaging blogging well,
1: a blog is essentially an email it's a piece of email content. 100%. and people don't read it i mean we fell into this trap as well we put it on the blog but we don't think about it again i guarantee that if we send our blogs out no one's people, reading it. they haven't read up no. they haven't read our blogs at all so, yeah
0: and you can repurpose that blog the, this is the other thing you can repurpose that blog three times as well Like you can just remind people in six months' time. So yeah, build that welcome series. Like I said, you can build an automated one that goes for like 12 months or six months, okay? So that's onboarding everyone into your brand, like Mm indoctrinating them and also inviting them to your community or Facebook group and things like that. But then you want to also have offers um, that come in and this is what good brands do. They have marketing plans. They might send an offer every, like a, a solid offer every month minimum. Um, which might go for a A week. A
1: creative solid offer.
0: Yeah, a creative solid offer for at least a week every month. And. What that also does is it makes all of your paid marketing way more profitable because you don't have to be as direct, responsive, and scary and spammy. You mm-hmm. can just build, start building relationships through your paid offer, uh, your paid marketing, and then you get them into your list, and you can close them with that offer every single month, and it works really well.
1: And that offer is free to provide; it's not t- yeah. tied to a cost per click like an ad is.
0: No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you got someone on your list, they're free to keep. Yeah,
1: yeah, keep going. And I've also yeah. heard as well that there's um businesses who are looking to sell or investment then they're less appealing well if not probably not even viable as an investment if their reliance on paid ads is too high yep. and that, i think that's probably why you're saying that a lot of the, the brands who are really smashing it yep. have at least 30 percent of their revenue yep. yeah allocated to it. it's going to be generated from our email list
0: yeah if you want to be a valuable brand you you got to do a couple of things so you just got to build lists for starters uh Paid ads is not bad. I, it's amplification. You don't want to... Mm-hmm. like. It's still okay to rely on it for top of funnel. Like I, I think it's important to still pay um, and, and get yourself out there. If you want to scale your brand, a lot of people want to stay smaller and everything. I'm not that kind of person. I'm a growth person. Uh, and, and I think it's important to still amplify your message or story. Uh, and close people with offers and stuff <laughs> with paid amplification. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you, if you want to make your brand valuable, so you've got lists, you've got communities, um, and uh, and subscription, that's pretty much yep. how you build an e-commerce brand that's actually going to be worth anything.
1: Awesome. And do you think most e-commerce brands can do a subscription? No. No, so it's limited to They business. should. Yeah. You should
0: try and be creative. Yeah, like how do you do a cup subscription? Yeah. I guess you can.
1: I think you could if you made yeah. it a Get creative. special release. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz yeah. yeah. it's it's, it's I think it's month. low-hanging fruit for a lot of business owners that yeah. don't see that. Yeah. Especially those items that are regularly used toothpaste, um, pet food. It socks. comes down to
0: the boring thing we talked about before. Like you just can't be boring. Like mm-hmm. socks, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Subscription. Cups, yeah, maybe you can do that too. Who knows? But if you've got like a subscription to couches, I don't know. Like,
1: I have seen furniture rental, which I think is fantastic. Well there you go. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So just like wardrobe rental, yeah. um, renting your furniture and wow. it was really aimed at through COVID, um, wow. young people who love to DIY and, and change their <laughs> space—I was like, that is incredible. Yeah,
0: subscription <laughs> is where it's at. Um, if you can get into that yep. space,
1: and it's it's kind of tied to what you're saying, like where you went from product and price and like lifetime value of a customer, it, yep. it goes up. I think it's all tied to that growth mindset and trying to trying to scale. Yeah,
0: hundred yeah. percent. Like, yep.
1: Love that. So another area that you're really passionate about is conversion rate optimization. What are some common mistakes that you see stores making that are hurting their conversion rates?
0: All right. First thing is I'm not passionate about conversion rate optimization. I'm oh, I've passionate okay. about revenue optimization. Okay. Two different things. So this is one of the mistakes people make is they go all in on conversion rate optimization, uh, which I was. So I'm a dropshipper guy and I've done all the whole, I'm the one that everyone doesn't really like, right? Brands don't really like people that do dropshipping and things like that. And fair enough. Okay. Um, uh, but it to increase conversion rate I can easily do it all you have to do is run a ninety percent off offer on your product you've you've literally inflated your conversion rate through the roof uh, and also the other way to increase your conversion rate is have less people visit your store so that's that's two two ways to do it and i dark
1: arts i'd say yeah yeah and I have to be
0: honest like i've I've done, like, I've played in these things. I'm like, I've tried to, I've got to try and impress this, like, a, this store. So, I'm telling anyone who's hiring agencies, I, I know how to, like, the little tricks to inflate things and deflate, like, numbers and things like that. So, conversion rate to me, uh, it's still important to have a good conversion rate. Two um, to three percent is normal. But it, it depends on how big you are. Um, If you're a massive company, you probably got a smaller conversion rate. Um, But revenue optimization to me is about making um, the, basically giving yourself the best chance of getting the most revenue out of, customers in general not every single customer because if you're going for every single customer you'd be thinking about conversion rate optimization again going into that kind of lens but it's about getting the most drawing the most revenue and value out of a customer as you possibly can and giving yourself the best opportunity to make the most increase profit and everything like that so uh that's mistake number one you're going for conversion rate not revenue got it um Yeah, so you don't want to just devalue your brand and product by running those sales and things, if possible. Um, The the next thing is just being um, very specific about the outcome of your store. So uh, most people uh, like to be really fancy um, with what you... They're they're trying to almost show off to their customer when they visit them. And I see this happen all the time. Like the, the most think about the outcome of your store that you're after. And normally it's just getting a paid customer, right? Um, Like educating them about the product. If if they didn't know about you, 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 or your product, you want to educate them about the product or the the problem that it solves and aggravate it. And then you want to just get them to the checkout, right? Um, If they did know about you, you just want to get them to the checkout as quick as possible. They already know about your product. They want it. Um, don't try and build something super elaborate and get super fancy with all bells and whistles and everything like that if, if the actual goal is to just get them to check out. Um, Joel, funnily enough, uh, he brought this up to me once. Um, he was kind of tackling with the idea because I used to work next to Joel and he's like, oh, he, he's like, he built... I think he was building his own website. Yeah. And he, and he decided, he's like, oh, I'm just going to simplify everything. He read a book somewhere. And, um, <laughs> and he's like, why don't I just build a website that people already uh, know how to consume in the format? Um, I can't remember what that's called. Using the uh, mental models that people already right, have established in their head. Yep. Yeah. So when you visit an e-commerce store, you are expecting um, the store to work in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with it. Don't make it work completely different. You just want to get there's a homepage, a collection, a product page, a checkout.
1: There's patterns that we're used to. Yeah, yeah. there's patterns.
0: Yeah, yeah. And don't yeah. first of all, don't mess with that. And and then what you want to do is remove all the noise from that. Um, don't just try and impress your customers all the whole way through. You just want to add value, aggravate the problem, and and solve it in a way and get them to check out. Um, yeah. So being outcome, remove all of the noise, uh, and um, and being very Particular about um, where you're drawing focus the whole way through. So you guys would know, uh, we'll, like, talk about this or designing websites and everything like that. That like visual hierarchy is really important. Um, like, where do you want people to actually go? Like, there's a call to action straight away. Like, shop bestsellers should be at the s- top in the middle. Like, you want to get people yeah. to the products that most people buy. That's really important.
1: Make um, your buttons stand out. Make your buttons stand <laughs> out.
0: Like have contrast. Yeah. Um, and and the other thing is, uh, it's it's pretty simple. Like people pretty much skim read now. Um, they really only read headlines. And that's it. Headings yeah. and headlines. Um, so make sure that your headings and headlines have all your benefits and um, and your uh, yeah your benefits and outcomes that you want to get across to your customer. And don't hide all that stuff in the descriptions. Um,
1: yeah. I think that that's something that's underutilized and a lot of e-commerce stores that I see come to us is the product page yeah. and talking about... a I think there is a, a, a line that you can cross where there's too much information and too much noise getting in the way of the yeah. sale. However, there's also a point where there's just not enough information on that product page about the benefits. Yeah. And you can do a lot of really great visual storytelling. I agree people skim read and they're very fast yeah. if you were considering a, uh, a product that's kind of a high value. But you can show that... Those features and those benefits, more importantly, in interesting ways with iconography, short, sharp sentences, and it's often a page with e-commerce stores that we see. They haven't really put a lot of time and attention into that.
0: Yeah, 100%. I I totally agree with you.
1: All right. So, the name of our podcast is Boring is Bad for Business. What's an e-commerce brand or who is an e-commerce brand that you think is doing well at standing out and not being boring?
0: Yeah. um, I've got two I, yeah, you can I read the to. question. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I've got two. I, I think they're, they're pretty similar in nature, um, but people can go to them and kind of steal different things from them. <laughs> steal my. Yeah, I like stealing.
1: <laughs> steal? What do <laughs> they say? Yeah, you steal the idea. Yeah. Make yeah. it your own. Yeah,
0: don't borrow. Steal. Yes. Make it your own. All right. Um, so one brand uh, in particular is called Happy Ways in Australia. Um, so I haven't heard of them. What are yeah, they? Yeah, they're a protein. Uh, I, to be honest, I don't buy their products because I don't. I'm not, know, I'm not in the space. I'm not in the. For anyone who's yeah, listening,
1: yeah. Ty is just like muscle man <laughs> ripped. Nah,
0: uh, I, look, I do buy some protein, but um, yeah, like they so they've gone. The thing is, they've gone hard on their avatar, right? And I'm not really the avatar.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's
0: that's where I was getting to. So the the avatar. So the Happy Ways. Um, their their slogan is something to do with um, like uh, we don't compromise on flavor um or fun, you know. And they and that. they've worked that into like everything about their brand when you hit their site it's popping and the yellow and like the the um like the lifestyle imagery is just so epic and it just hits you and you're like oh, i want to be a part of this brand as you go through it so their website's really good to be honest i can't dive into i don't know about their community and everything because i'm not i probably am not attached enough to be able to know all of that stuff but i i know they do well so i'm sure they have a really rocking community and they have a huge amount of five-star reviews just putting an ad out there for the guys um which is funny because they're actually a user of our product as well software there you go. Our app um monster upsells <laughs> uh yeah and they, the the other cool thing is they're not boring as well i i think they run a lot of offers on their stores and stuff um which is um like it yeah they they would be converting offers um And a lot of stories would be like basically those offers would allow them to tell a lot of stories through their emails and through all the other channels, which is awesome. Um, But they're not like really devaluing their products. It's not like a really big sale all day, every day. Um, Yeah. So I think they've got a good balance. The other one is called Obvi, um, which is funnily enough, they're actually another protein, like they're another um, supplements company. Uh, They're in the States though. Um, So this is funny because it's the same product almost product line but completely different um, like uh, angles or stories that they're telling, um, which is probably really That's good a for you prime guys. prime
1: example yeah. of the different, yeah, like product-based versus exactly. brand-based. Yeah. Like yep.
0: if I was going to go two brands, I'm like, these two are pretty ma- much nailing it. So you've got the Australian one, which is um, Happy Ways. And then Obvi is really crushing. I think they do uh, over 200 million a year uh, in supplements in the US and they've just blown up. They came out of nothing. Their marketing, digital marketing team is just killer. Um, but the yeah, their branding is like bright pop pink and it's just something that you don't really see. Like you see these big tough guys all walking into gyms. I'm imagining this is where they went for. They're like, let's just, let's not go for the big tough guys in the gym, protein shakes and everything like that. Let's go straight into, let's go to the most poppin' pink color, most ridiculous thing that'll stand out wherever you see it. Um, and, and, and the way that they talk and the way that they um, communicate through their copy and everything is just really cool too.
1: Awesome. I'm um, going to check those out. They sound really fun.
0: Yeah. Do it. And okay. they also run really cool offers as well. So, free mm-hmm. gifts. They, they're they famous for doing free gifting um, on their site. Uh, they've kind of coined the whole idea and done it really well. And they do it through a, a cart that pops out the side of the screen. Not mine.
1: I was going to say. It's, <laughs> it's actually your, not your mine. Album. They
0: custom built it. But I have so many people pestering me to try and uh-huh. s- do. Yeah. like they, They're coming over to us because they've seen this brand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. Let's talk brands. about your app. Yeah.
1: Tell tell us what is monster upsells, how does it work and what's the benefit?
0: Yeah, so basically it's a it's an app designed to increase average order value of um of customers coming through your site. Um, without devaluing your product or brand with like scary offers and countdown timers and all the stuff that people, all the tricks that everyone's using. Okay. We're, we're not trying to be tricky. We're trying to just incentivize. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's pretty much it. So, uh, it's basically making it really clear that if you add a little bit more, something will happen, um, to your cart. Uh, and that's, that's kind of it. What are some
1: um, ways that stores would use this? Like what offers, what type of offers are they yeah, putting in?
0: Yeah, good question. Um, I, to be honest, a uh, free gift is our bread and butter. Um, hardly anyone is, it, it's kind of a new concept that not many people are playing in yet in the upsell space. So if you wanted to, um, uh, to offer free gifts for certain unlocks and stuff, we, uh, we've just gone really hard on uh, communicating that kind of offer really well. Um, the other one is like buying more, saving more. Um, so just buying more of the same product. You right, a and it pops more.
1: out when you've got it in your cart, oh, a message yeah. pops up to prompt Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You. Sorry, I'll explain what yeah. it actually visually <laughs> looks like. Yeah, I forgot we're on podcast. We're on a
1: podcast, <laughs> this is tough.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, basically, um, when someone adds to cart, um, it, our monster upsells cart pops out the side of the screen. So, it feels like it's... A, Intuitive uh, and native to the store. Um, and it's got your branding and everything all over it. Um, so it doesn't look like it's something that just jumps out and hits you, uh, which decreases your conversion rates. Uh, doesn't look like a cheap that?
1: plugin. No, no,
0: no. Yeah. We get complimented all the time uh, about the ability uh, of optimizing it as much as possible to make it look like our brand, which is really cool. Uh, we get complimented on that all the time. Um, so that's it. It just pops out the side of the screen and it just incentivizes people to add more to their cart. Um, i 'll tell you there 's this one more um, so oh two more things it 's got machine learning in it um, so it basically has a frequently bought together section that does all that stuff everyone 's kind of familiar with That's that cool. idea the last thing which is skyrocketing and and it 's just doing so well for stores and hardly anyone knows about it yet is one tick upsells um, it 's basically having a little tick above your add to cart that has a product attached to it okay so like you tick this little Little box and it adds a product to the cart, right? Um that's it's good like to say that, but the thing that's working so well is people adding um uh, shipping protection mm-hmm. to orders, right? We advise people to pre tick this little tick for like one ninety nine. I've seen stores do three ninety nine. Uh they pre tick this little tick in their store uh above the add to cart button, and three out of four people actually just take the offer. And it, it basically it, it I've seen stores make over $70,000 in a month. And
1: are they happy? Are their customers happy? Yeah. To that's, have that well, projection? that's the it's next be thing. Valuable, right? Yeah.
0: See, I'm all about like not annoying and pissing off your customers, and having them come back all the time. So you don't want that. We have had like pretty much zero people complain about it. Um, it's it's becoming like a normal thing for people now. There's there's a billion dollar company um, that uh, that actually created the idea called Route. Um, they're a billion dollar company for a reason. They partnered with a lot of all the massive uh, Shopify companies out there and partnered with their checkouts um, and did this exact thing I just talked about. But the thing is, is we uh, we don't charge like them. We let you keep all the all the um, right. revenue yeah. and um, yeah, it's just a little tick that sits above the add to cart button and look. I'm just advising everyone to try it.
1: Yeah, look, easy if it, win. If it helps the customer, that's it's got to come from a, pl- a pl- place of helping and adding yeah, value. Well, yeah,
0: it's actually a value add to yes. me. It's like shipping protection. Like yeah. I'm protecting the offer, the product that I'm sending you. Um, yeah, and most people un- don't unticket because they actually I want you to protect it. So it's also like a no. I, this is a special thing. I want to keep it protected.
1: And it's coming from a real I think concern at the moment where. The resource networks, utilities across the world are really put at um, high pressure because everything's under resourced. Yeah, there are issues with shipping happening a lot. There yeah. are issues with cancellation. People et Scamming and stuff too. Yes, true. Mm. Um, I think it's a real concern that people are having. So yeah. it makes sense to me that it, it's it's there. That's so it. is there anything else we should know about monster upsells, monster apps? Is, can any size store use it? Like is it yeah. yeah awesome? Yeah,
0: anyone can use it. Um, and we scale with your store. Like the the smallest plan I think is twelve ninety nine, and the largest one is 139 But like you normally make that back in a week. And if you can't make the money, if you can't justify having it, just turn it off. Uh, we give people a free trial anyway. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but yeah, if you can't have, it, I'm not here to try and sell it to you. Like literally, put it on. If it doesn't make you more money, just turn it off. I'm not like it should make you more money, and it makes the thousands of people who use it more money. So here we go.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and I think it comes back to your ethos. A lot of the conversation today, you have been coming from the place of wanting to help. Yeah, yeah. So if it adds value, it's for you. But if it doesn't add value, perhaps there's something else you need to be looking at.
0: Yeah, totally. Some stores it's actually not for. It's pretty rare, but it happens. And I've yeah. told them that I'm like, guys, this is probably the wrong solution because you've got some crazy bundling thing that happens inside of your. Your store and we can't connect to it, so I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I love that. Honesty. Yeah. Is, I'd rather be honest. Honesty yeah. is the best policy. Yeah. Uh, so that actually brings us to the the last of our questions. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I've learned something as well, of course, sitting yeah, down awesome. and diving into e-commerce. <laughs> And I'm sure that our listeners can. So, listeners, how can they connect with you? And I'll put these links into our show notes as well.
0: Um, yeah. So, there's a whole heap of different places. Um, I'm in tons of, like, the e-commerce groups that are out there. So, you'll probably see my name pop up in um, Shopify Australia. I'm in there a lot. Uh, but we've got our own Facebook group called, um, called Shopify Monster Community. Yeah. And just basically, you can just jump on Facebook and try and find us there. Uh, if you want to follow me on TikTok, my name is Shopify. <laughs> Fine. i didn't know that you're on
1: tiktok I'm yeah checking yeah, you out. yeah. You i crush the up. tiktok i
0: love tiktok it's just so good to just try and just put like nuggets of value out there it's awesome fun um so those two places or if you jump uh on our app you'll end up probably in our ecosystem so i'm i'm often creating content for people who are in our lists and things like that um that is all associated with our monster um upsells app um yeah that's pretty much it
1: fantastic well thank you
0: can I can I say one more thing um I actually have a course that I'm releasing yeah special announcement yeah special announcement you didn't know about this but it's a free course and um it's I have a lot of people asking me about that revenue optimization thing we talked about. And I'm like, oh man, I just need to create some content around this. So it's a free course. I'm actually in the middle of it. It should be out hopefully by the time this podcast is done. Hopefully we can have a link for it. Um, But it's completely free and it's just teaching everyone how to think when the revenue optimization, giving them a ton of frameworks, tips and tricks and heaps of practicals. And then it shows you, uh, I I try to show you practically what I do um, on a few different stores. So yeah, that course... Hopefully you can put that out to. Everyone
1: I too. will. We'll absolutely share that. I know yeah. um, straight away there's quite a few of our clients in e-commerce cool. who would benefit from that. So awesome. we'll definitely share that around. We'll also share that to our database too Woo-hoo. on email. Hell yeah! So yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. As I said, I've I've earned. I've learned a lot from you. And uh, if you've enjoyed the show and you've learned something from Ty, please like, subscribe, follow, whatever it is now on Podcast World. Do everything. But also leave us a review and let us know what you thought. And if you have any other follow-up questions, uh, you can reach us on Instagram or on our email, which is linked into the show. Until next time.
0: Awesome. And share this with someone else who might want to hear it too.
1: That's a great there tip. You there you go. That's going, <laughs> that's going straight into the script.
0: Awesome. <laughs>